Hello there. You are listening to At The Well, the weekly Bible podcast that helps you see yourself in the stories of Scripture. I'm Jarrell. I'm Charles. And I'm Eli. We're delighted that you are joining us for this week's end of year special. End of year! Wow, we made it. We, we have. We have. We have been talking about, well, all the podcasts since we started, but we've, we've particularly been looking forward to the end of year special. So it looks a bit different than we expected. Um, it, we were gonna just all kind of get together in one place and and hang out, but because uh, COVID, we've we've adjusted it a bit. But we are here. We are excited. We do. Some of us have drinks, which honestly has been the only consistent thing about this special since like August. Of when we do this, we're gonna do it with drinks. So uh, Charles, what are yep. what, what are you having on, on your end of things? Well, I have. Um... Uh, Heavy Seas Loose Cannon, which is a triple IPA, quite delicious, um, and I am quite enjoying it. In fact, depending on how long we go, I might go grab a second one. So, there we go. Heavy Seas, if you're if you're listening, um, you know we're a great podcast to sponsor. Sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Eli, Eli, what are what are you having? I have um, just a, a very it's it's a very foreign drink. It's called Essentia. <laughs> Essentia Stop. brand H2O, H2O No Chaser. Um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Keenan. Um, <laughs> it is uh, refreshing. Eli has water. <laughs> this is not. This is not pretentious, Eli. It's a simple. It's just water. <laughs> I promise. Bougie Eli. Though he may make an appearance, it's not over this. <laughs> it's not. It's not over the beverage. <laughs> and I, uh, I was in a predicament before you recorded this. So we have a bottle of wine at home that I'm saving for for dinner with my my lovely wife uh, later tonight. So the only other alcohol we have is gin. Um, and I was advised by my brothers on this podcast to mix it with some seltzer water. But hot take, I think seltzer water is disgusting. So before we recorded this, I just took a shot of gin and now I am very warm. And we're here to record the end of year podcast. So welcome <laughs> one and all to all of the nonsense that is sure <laughs> to unfold as we we walk through whatever this episode ends up being. <laughs> the, the day the day will come when we do this together and I feel like it'll somehow get worse, better. Probably worse. But in a good way. Objective. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're here with our last episode of 2020. Um, so we wanted to take some time to do not our normal uh, shtick of going through a Bible story. We're just going to talk and reflect and hang out as friends and with all of you as friends uh, who have listened to us throughout the last four, four months ago we started this? Five? Time is irrelevant in the year of 2020. So That's true. Five months ago. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah. So yeah, we're just we're just gonna hang out. This episode is going out um, on December twenty eighth, I believe. So hope you all mm -hmm. had a had a lovely Christmas. We in some other episodes are recording for something very exciting that we'll get to at the end of the episode. We got into talking about uh, Christmas Christmas traditions, and we kind of put a pin in that to pick it up here. So we'll use it as our kind of question of the week segment. Um, specifically, not so much Christmas traditions, but like christmas pageants and you know things with like a children's choir and yeah i'm just wondering do you guys have any like strange story or just funny stories of 
seeing those kind of performances or being in those performances as children since we're still kind of in the holiday season three days after Christmas. I, I have Ooh, a story of being in one. Um, it's somewhat embarrassing, so I'm sure everyone is very excited to hear it. Um, I remember uh, when I was in third, no, I don't know. I was I was quite young. I, my school put on one of these um, plays and I don't remember what role I had in the play. But I remember that at the time, the girl that I had a crush on was Mary. And during the play, the, the person who played Joseph uh, got to put his hands on her shoulder, like in the manger scene. And I was not Joseph. I don't, I was like a shepherd or something. I don't know. But I remember being immensely jealous of the boy who played Joseph because he got to put his hands on the shoulder of the, of the girl I had a crush on. <laughs> it was it was a tough, it was re rehearsals oh were tough. Gosh. It was especially tough, uh, you know, the night of the performance, just off stage. <laughs> oh. I could be him. Why wasn't I picked to be Joseph? <laughs> You're a lot. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> I'm just imagining like you're on stage, but like outside of the manger. And they're like, okay, we're going to run through this again, guys. And it's like, Charles, you're you're way out of frame. Can you move back a little? <laughs> like, oh, it's a, sorry, sorry. Didn't, didn't realize. <laughs> didn't realize. <laughs> Charles, where'd you get that boxing glove from? You're a shepherd. Put it away. <laughs> hey guys, who's booing? Which of the shepherds <laughs> booing during this scene? Can you stop? That's, that's not in the script. <laughs> Charles, the shepherd didn't touch Mary's shoulder. Take your hands off. <laughs> At first, when you brought it, when you first started describing the story, I thought you were saying you had a crush on Mary, the mother of Jesus. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> What? what? No, the, the girl who was playing. The girl who was a complicated crush. I was <laughs> a little messed uh, God up. God might have a few things to say about that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's great. Good for you, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Um. So I don't remember what the play was. I remember that I was in one in fourth grade. And it apparently wasn't all that important. But during winter time, right before Christmas break, we put on this play. We had this little amphitheater. And I remember being so excited about not having school, um, either the day of or the day after, because we had two performances. And I was so excited that I got up on a chair and started to dance on top of the chair. And then the chair flipped over on its just it was one of those like four leg plastic seat plastic backing chairs and it flipped did a complete 180 so i wound up landing on one of the legs of the chair and it just like <laughs> stabbed my back <laughs> and so i'm just <laughs> lying like this <laughs> on on one of the legs of the chair I still have to perform. And so I'm like grunting through all of my lines because I'm just in pain. I'm like, eh, eh. I, just, I, I don't remember 
apparently this was so traumatic because I don't remember the play at all, but I remember that. I remember the detail of how I felt, of how I was just astounded that the chair did a 180. <laughs> and um, that's what I remember about Christmas in fourth grade. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry for your traumatic experience. <laughs> I was such a, I was constantly getting hurt. I was, I was such an accident prone child and it was always my own doing. I stuck pencil lead in my ear one year. I, um, yeah, cause my ear itched and this, and I needed to scratch it. So I put it, I put a pencil so in there. Pencil and, lead. Yes. A pe yes. 0.7 or 0.5? Uh, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting more thought into this than child Eli did. <laughs> Unimportant. Clearly. <laughs> Wish I had. Yeah, but just around the holiday times or like one year during Christmas, I got a windmill, one of those shiny, colorful windmills, and I blew it and put it so close to my face that I cut the corner of my eye. Like, I just was very accident-prone around the holidays. I'm not anymore, but I just remember being very dumb as a little one. Come on, man. <laughs> Don't do that. I was a child. <laughs> Jeez, Pete. Yep. I was trying to, I was trying to narrow down. There are a few, like, so... At the elementary and middle school I went to, the Christmas like performance was a big deal. Like we would, as a school, like for the latter half of the day leading up to it, not have class, we would just practice for the performance that all the parents came to. And it was really fun. Like, looking back on it, it's really cool. Like so many parents like came out to see it. Um, so we, yeah, it was a huge thing. So we really nervous before we did it. And then afterwards, everyone, it's just like children just like jumping up and down and like celebrating that not just that it was done, but that we had like gotten through it. But there was one day I remember specifically that was really cool. Um, <clears throat> my mom, for whatever reason, was up at our school. This is maybe fourth grade. Uh, so she was there around lunchtime for something like she must have had off work and was talking to a teacher or something. Um, and she was sitting in the cafeteria with us and we were, you know, go tell it on the mountain. Like, oh, like, so we were, that's one of the songs we were singing and we were all really excited about it because after the third verse, we broke into this like real jazzy, like riff where we all were just kind of like, go tell it on the mountain. Do, 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 do. And like, and we all just kind of would like sway. Like that was the, the only thing that we were all like really looking forward to. And so my mom, being the lovely woman that she is, uh, was there and she was like sitting at the table with like me and my friends and like we were talking about the Christmas like play because that's all we were really doing at that point. Um, and so we had the lyrics there for some reason. I think we're going right from lunch to that. And so she was like, oh, I know this song. And she like starts singing it. My mom is a saint. Um, for those of you that have not met her, it's probably most of you, she's a saint. So she's sitting in this cafeteria full of like, probably like 90 elementary school kids. And she just starts singing the verses. And then we all like join in on the chorus. She gets to the third verse and we're all just kind of like still, but looking at each other and just kind of like, like inferring like, oh, it's about to go down. She finishes and then this cafeteria full of children just breaks in. Go tell it on the mountain, and just like shouting like the lyrics of this, and my mom is just like, "Oh God, like, what have I started? What have I done? What have I done?" Good for her. She, she's but she felt like a leader, right? Like Leonidas leading the three hundred. <laughs> it was 
it was a good time. Yeah, I hope that where as you're listening, your Christmas was full of memories such as this of a, a rogue shepherd trying to protect Mary from from Joseph and and the like. <laughs> We're going to transition into our, uh, I guess, end of year reflections. We didn't really put too much formality behind uh, this episode, but we did want to kind of talk uh, just as friends about the end of the year and to think about just um, not so much all that has happened, because that would take a very long time, but just to think about a few key things um, and to discuss with each other. So I want to start, guys, with highlights from the year. It has been a long, long old year um with a lot of things that uh for for many people are lowlights and very much for us personally as well but what are some highlights and things from 2020 that you look back and you're like i'm glad that happened and that was something that was really 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 good well first and foremost like praise the lord for keeping me employed and healthy like that has not been the case for so many millions of people and um yeah i'm actually that's my highlight. Um, the next ones are significant, but also less so. Starting this podcast with the both of you has been like one of the greatest things ever. This is a wonderful project. I love hanging out with you all. I love talking yeah, yeah. about this kind of stuff. Like this is dope. I'd say the next one is I'm a godfather, and I like I am also waiting with bated breath on the arrival of Josiah. Like he's he's just on my mind. I, I pray for him. Like, I'm just, I'm about it. I'm about it. I love that little boy. I can't wait to give him a godfather gift. I can't, I just can't wait for his life to start doing cool things. Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Um, and then I'm like, I've grown in my role in my church. I've grown in my membership in my church and I'm happy to be a part of a church that is both busy and prudent. Um, like they're about keeping its members safe and, and making sure that everybody has, um, like safety and health are a priority, but they're also not like stopping completely different ministries. Like they're they're making sure that we still have a hand in the community in which we're planted. And it's wonderful to be a part of a, a local church that is about the business of God and is is in is not going to be like is not going to have to surrender its ability to help because of a pandemic. So those are my four things. That's amazing, by the way. I mean, shout out to Solid Rock. They are um, an example, such a solid church. And um, to hear that is so encouraging um, yeah. because we need bodies of Christ like that um, to, to do what they're doing and, and to have members who are engaged and participating in that way um, in these types of circumstances. So that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Praise God. Um, I think for me... Uh, I want to, so I think everyone knows at this point that I um, am part of a campus ministry called University Christian Outreach, and part of being a campus minister is I um, fundraise a majority of my salary, um, and so I am very grateful, and I want to shout out to all of my partners, if you're listening, um, for their continued generosity um, to allow me to continue to do ministry full-time um, in the middle of a pandemic. I um, part of my role is is managing the my organization's um, process of of raising funds for all of our staff members and to see how faithful the Lord has been um, and that has um, been showcased through um, the partners um, of our staff and of me as well. Um, the Lord has come through and allowed us to continue to be 
uh, working full time. Um, that I know is not uh, the case for many people. And I, uh, it's not lost on me that, uh, that certainly, you know, Eli, you said health, um, that my family's healthy, um, but also that I, uh, that I still have, um, and, and working and working full time and doing something that I love, um, that I feel like the Lord has called me to and that he's provided for me and my organization. So that has definitely been a highlight because um, there was some uncertainty there as, as COVID came down. Um, there's real uncertainty on, on how this was going to impact. So that is certainly one. Um, podcast absolutely is another highlight. Uh, this has just been a lot of fun, a, a nice little creative outlet um, for me. Um, uh, another nice thing is that Chelsea and I got to um, watch Aaliyah go through all of all of the major developmental milestones in a way that otherwise wouldn't be um, available to us um, because she would have it would have happened at like daycare. So um, to be able to see um, her start to eat solid food, sleep through the night, crawl, stand, walk, all of these major developmental milestones, we kind of got to see it from start to finish. Um, and, and that would not have been possible if, you know, both of us were off working, she was in daycare. Um, so that's been a real joy. I don't know if I'm going to have the same kind of um, experience with um, Josiah or any other kids that we're blessed with um, to kind of see from start to finish and be involved with it as much as we have. Um, and that's just been a joy and really fun to see, to think that like when we began this, she wasn't doing any of this and how much she's grown and developed in this last year is just like insane. Um, and the miracle of life is just incredible. Um, that's a whole nother tangent thing, but um, that's been a real blessing. Um, and then real quickly, Josiah, you know, uh, that Josiah is coming, obviously he uh, is coming in 2021, um, but uh, his, that has been a joy uh, that our family is expanding and growing. Um, and another highlight was I, I did get to attend um, my younger brother's wedding. Um, and that was always a, a joy, adding another member to our family, uh, being able to celebrate with him and his wife. Um, and my sister, uh, sister right under me, Maria got engaged to a wonderful man. So our family is growing. Um, that was a highlight and uh, that wedding is next year. I'm excited to, to be to, to go and, and celebrate with my sister and her soon to be husband. Mm, praise Again, God. So good. Right. So much to be encouraged about. I also want to like hype you up, Charles, because you like in like you mentioned, uh, like Charles's position requires him to fundraise a lot for uh, the mission. But that you're also you've navigated 2020, the majority of which has been in a completely new position for um, UCO and like for you personally. And like you gave the Lord your yes to that before the world just kind of collapsed in on itself and have since had to like take on that brand new responsibility as well as increasing responsibilities from the chapter um, because of the pandemic. And like, yeah, like the Lord's provision is like carried you through, but you've done that with such grace and like such willingness to kind of step into that. So yeah, well, well done, sir. It was also Charles's birthday a couple of days ago. So we're kind of still in the, the process of honoring him for being a great, a great brother to us and uh, leading by example in that. Uh, but yeah, man, good stuff. Thank you. I, 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 that is a blessing and a highlight. I turned 30 a couple days ago. Um, 
Yeah, so three decades old. Um, I think that was a highlight. I had a wonderful time. Uh, Jarrell and Eli and a couple of my, uh, a couple other close friends of mine got on a Zoom call um, a couple days ago to celebrate. And I just had a wonderful, very enjoyable time. I think the blessing of just like looking back over the past 30 years and, and seeing my friends and seeing, you know, who I, I get to spend, who I get to call my brothers. These, these two brothers included is just um, a huge, huge blessing. Amen. We had, we had a lot of fun. We played Among Us. So we're, we're hip with the youth now. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Know what it's it is now. Know how to play it. Yep. It's great. My wife was an imposter. So, you know, uh, we're working through that at home. <laughs> um, for me, speaking of my, my lovely wife, so she, Sandy graduated from her uh, grad program. So she graduated yep. from uh, graduated from her, her program to be a speech language pathologist in May. So again, via Zoom, uh, which was tough, but also just like for the past two years, seeing the uh, intention that she brought into not only her own studies, but engaging with her um, peers was just cool to see. She was just a great light to them. Um, it was good to like get to know them because she was so engaged and just being present. Um, so she graduated and also started a new job so she's working at a school and she likes it um which i mean given that she's doing it all virtual and then whenever we're back in the building we'll have to adjust it, it's been really cool to see like that was a big thing before we got married of just kind of uh is she gonna go to grad school and we decided absolutely yes um but within that for the past two years there have been just a lot of sacrifices and a lot of just like challenges with that so to see her be able to get to the end of that and then enter her career and really enjoy what she's doing has been really cool. She's freaking brilliant. So it's cool to see her kind of come into her own in that way. Um, similar to you both, being, being employed through the pandemic uh, with school and then over the summer, I worked for the same science camp I worked for last year who did a very good job of pivoting and adjusting camp to work with COVID. Um, like I worked for six weeks in three different locations in three different counties and we didn't have a single outbreak. Um, so very thankful for the Lord's hand over that. Just thankful to work for people who still wanted to provide this like educational service and like reprieve for parents, but like did a, did a lot of work to do so safely and also gave me a job for the summer that like we really needed. So um, very thankful to the Lord for um, kind of placing me there to kind of have a little more stability in a way that like uh, wasn't, uh, at risk of my own safety or uh, Sandy's safety. Copying off you guys, this podcast has been a joy. Um, I've been, kind of, I, as Eli and I, we've talked about a lot, like work has been tough this year, not just because of the pandemic, but just kind of recognizing um, ways in which we might be just moving a bit in, in uh, career goals and kind of what we want work to be and kind of being dissatisfied there. And so this podcast has been a great, outlet for just trying things and doing something together and kind of building something together. Um, it's been very much needed and kind of like a therapeutic in regards to like what my normal nine to five is. So very thankful for you both. Very thankful for being able to do this and carry it into the new year. Um, I've been, another cool thing that I could not have uh, expected is uh, just work we've done in like our Christian community on race and racism. Um, 
so after uh after the murder of george floyd i i kind of was in this season of thinking and reflecting and lamenting uh and just kind of processing that and from it god kind of wouldn't leave me alone and just kind of kept uh pointing me towards doing something on the issue of racism particularly the church's response to it and so born out of that were some talks that two of which i've given uh to our community one of which i'm still working on as well as a book discussion which started as what we imagined would be a really small group of people and exploded to like 60 people across like four different states <laughs> um who are reading um, The Excellent Be the Bridge uh, by Latasha Morrison. Um, I highly recommend it if, if you haven't read it. Um, so yeah, it kind of started as kind of an uneasiness and like a lot of pain in this issue and seeing the injustices that have kind of uh, taken place, not just this summer, but over the course of uh, America's history and the church's history and the Lord kind of used that to spawn this really encouraging group of people, uh, most of whom are white, who are about bringing racial reconciliation and justice and yeah it's it is it is one of the clearest examples of like five loaves and two fish like the way i talk about in the bible and the lord maximizing it that i've ever seen in my own life and i'm very thankful to be a part of it and that the lord is kind of using it for for good and in our community um and yeah, other than that i i'm the pandemic has been tough and we'll get to more of this later, but um, it's also given more time to pause and reflect that I otherwise wouldn't have had. Um, it has been very helpful for just considering a lot of aspects of life and discipleship that I'm sometimes tempted to just kind of rush through or not think about as much given just uh, pace of life and work schedule. So I, I'm not, I'm not thankful for the pandemic and all that is taken from millions and millions of people, including the three of us. But um, I'm thankful that the Lord has used it in his sovereignty for good. Um, so that brings us to our next discussion point. Um, for all that 2020 has been, um, what are three words that for you describe 2020? I think the three words for me um, are turbulent, trying, and revealing. Um, and I think that for me, I think those, those um, span the different environments, contexts, spheres of my life from my walk as a disciple to um, uh, being um, a husband and a father to my work. Um, uh, and this and what we've experienced as a country this year. Um, it's been turbulent. It's been a trying time, but it's also been an incredibly revealing time. Um, and not necessarily, I don't mean revealing necessarily in the most, in the negative sense either. I think it's um, been revealing of, of, of need and revealing of the Lord um, and how he's, he's provided and been faithful throughout that. So those are my three words, turbulent, trying, and revealing. Um, the three words that I would choose are relentless, sanctifying, and convicting. Um, relentless because there was a point in um, just like the abundance of news. Like 2020 was was the year that 
2020 was election year, 2020 was the year that we had a pandemic, 2020 was the year that not just George Floyd, but so many um, black people were, were murdered. Um, it, it was, and, and being stuck at home and constantly watching the news and then trying to, and then needing to leave it alone, uh, just the influx of information, um, the influx of opinions about what justice is or is not was really relentless. Um, and so needing to be in a place where, um, like you may, you have to make decisions uh, about like, all right, what do I believe? How do I understand God's involvement in this? And um, what do I do about it? Uh, so that moves me into the, the second word, which is convicting. It's like, are you about, are you a disciple and are you about God's business? And what, what are your prayer times? What's your scripture reading? What are your conversations with brothers and sisters leading you to do? Because it's certainly not nothing. Like apathy is not at all a fruit of the spirit. We've spoken about that before. And so what, what's the next step? Um, and how do you get involved? Um, and then the last one is sanctifying in that I think that process is not just individual, but it's also a collective one where the church um, like whether it's your local church or whether it's your community of Christians or whether it's whatever, whatever your context for being a disciple of Christ is, um, we were challenged communally um, in needing to respond to the brokenness in the world. Because it's not as if like any, it's like, yes, the pandemic was new, but like nothing else was. Um, and so like the church, once again, like so many people being stuck at home and like not being able to distract themselves with the normal day-to-day -day things. It's like, all right, God's like, all right, what do you want? Like, are you going to submit to me in this? And what, and what am I calling you to do? How am I calling you to respond? What am I calling you to change? Like this very reflective um, sense of like, Lord, I think we've, we have not, uh, we have not been righteous. We have not been holy as we've been, as we've been called to be in these areas. Um, and so sanctifying in the sense that God is calling us to be, not just be aware of our crap, but like to be about reconciling our crap, um, putting things in good order because they have not been. Um, and I hope that that continues into 2021. I hope that the passing of 2020 is not just gonna be, it's time to do something new. No, it's not. It's time to continue good work um, that has been started and hopefully push forward work that needs to begin. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, I I resonate with a lot of those as my, my words are reveal. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a year. Um, I think one of the, the words that like isn't in my three, but is definitely something I've, I've thought about and it's a bit sadder, but one of them is just disappointing. Um, not so much in, I mean, definitely in circumstance, but not necessarily that I've been I've just been very disappointed sometimes with myself in the way that I've responded to uh my own dealing with this year the way that like I've uh, at times just not been fully who I want to be um so definitely myself but also just disappointed with people and also disappointed with the church uh and, and that's hard to say but it's yes there's some relationships I've had that have been strained uh, by a certain aspect of 2020, uh, and we're aware of that and working on it. There are some that, like, I don't, yeah, there's been hurt that hasn't even really been vocalized yet. Um, 
because of like just various responses to yeah what is justice or what does it mean to love your neighbor in a pandemic and yeah without going into too much detail it's hard not to see 2020 and think yeah i've just been very disappointed both in myself and both in uh and just brothers and sisters around me which is there's a lot of work to be done then in 2021 not in the sense that like people need to make this up to me but in the sense of that pursuing god's heart for reconciliation like what do we do with this now like what do i do with like relationships that i know are not the same that i know have taken kind of a toll and how do i um seek after the lord's heart instead of just kind of sitting in like anger or disappointment so um that's like an dishonorable mention in that regard um but my other words were uh, overwhelming kind of to eli the idea of relentless like it's it's been a very overwhelming year of just kind of one thing after the next and after the next and it's kind of brought me to multiple different breaking points of like i think i've shared in this podcast i shared in an episode we've recorded for after the new year uh i sometimes don't process things well in real time and it takes a long time for things to catch up to me and so this was a year of like processing one really difficult thing and then getting hit with another and then processing that beginning hit with another so it's, it's just kind of been a non-stop like there's something to be concerned about uh there's something i'm worried about there's someone i'm worried about and uh learning to bring those things to the lord more regularly uh has been helpful but also really hard um i i just stole one of charles's words revealing um it's been a very revelatory year um for my own in my say my own like practices and habit and routine but also just revealing kind of like you said eli things that maybe have always been there but we haven't really thought about um, i think like, the pace of living i think especially in america is so non-stop and so just like boom 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 that when we finally have time to survey what's in front of us it can be really alarming and i think for me personally and just like for the country the world at large there have been things where i'm like oh i didn't maybe I knew that was a thing, but I haven't really thought about it. And so uh, very revealing in sense of like kind of God putting his finger on things that probably warrant more of my attention that I should give more of my attention. And then the last one, I, it's, it's two words, but it's the same sentiment, uh, turning point. I think that one of the worst things that I could do or that any of us could do as we, when this comes out or three days, till the end of 2020 is to waste the year that was. Um, and I think there can be a tendency when you go through something as difficult as this year has been to just say, well, I just want to get through it and that's it. And I've definitely been there. Um, but the idea of a turning point is that something and probably many things should change because of this year. Um, and we can't, we don't have a ton of say over what those things look like from a macro perspective, but for us personally, for me personally, there are things I've looked at with like work or with my own habits or my own like spiritual growth where I'm like, I, I, it's hard to remember what things were like before uh, everything kind of spiraled at the beginning of the year. But I also don't wanna go back to that because it built in me some unhealthy habits. It built in me dependence that wasn't good. It built in me um, a detachment from things that I really should care more about. And so I guess, the idea of a turning point is whatever 2021 and beyond holds by God's grace, I want to use this past year to inform that and to kind of inform uh, 
my own thinking in prayer so that I'm not returning to what normal is. Uh, Upside Down Podcasts, who are wonderful, and did an episode on not returning to normal and kind of redefining a new normal. And like, that's what I want for me. That's what I want for my family. Um, that's what I want for people. And I think, yeah, the turning point is to not just get through 2020, but to learn from it and to grow from it. I think in the revelatory sense, both of you have hit on this, um, but responding to what you said is just like, I've also learned about my own bad habits and like the things that, the things that I just quite frankly don't trust God with. Like I've been stuck at home, stuck in, it's stuck in prayer times, stuck in, in just like not very positive ways of thinking and just realize, oh, back when things were normal, back when I was driving, back when I, my concern was just about my schedule throughout the day and where I had to go to next, um, I was concerned with a lot of different things and not always um, the details of my relationship with God or what I actually thought about him in the midst of my problems. Um, but now that I'm like stuck at home and I'm, st and I'm, and I still have problems, um, I realize there are just things that I, I very quickly turn to resentment in some areas. And so like for me, without turning into a men's group, like reading scripture and being convinced that God is who he says he is and that his, the work of his hands proves that like is evidence of that history, his involvement in human history is evidence of his, of like how trustworthy his character is. I don't know, that's been super humbling. So maybe it felt like there's a fourth word, humbling, pruning, um, anything along the lines of like being uh, compelled to change by truth. I don't know, it's made me be more aware of the things like that I should not want to be developed in me. So yeah, I, thanks for pointing that out, Jarrell, that like that is something that's grown in you. Um, I echo that. This is like, God is constantly after like, what is my heart like? Um, what do I care about? Speaking of which, what are resolutions for you, for you two? Speaking of changing, like what, what do you all think about that? What do you think about resolutions for new year? So I think Eli, you and I share a very similar thought about resolutions. Um, I've never done or thought about resolutions. I, I, I've never been like, that's a thing I need to do. Um, not because I feel like I'm like, like I don't need to change, but it's just like, it seemed, it seemed, I don't know, silly. I don't know. There was a lot of, there's always a lot of hype about new year's resolutions and I'm not about it. Um, but a couple of years ago I decided, okay, I'm not going to do new year's resolutions, but what I am going to do is I'm going to set up what I call spiritual goals. Um, I'm going to set up, you know, two to three things that I want the year to be focused on areas that I feel like in my, my walk of discipleship, I need to grow in. Um, so I had a set of things that I wanted to grow in in 2020. You know, I think I, I look back at my journal and I think it was like December 4th or right before the new year. I was like, all right, here are the things I want to grow in. Um, then pandemic hit. And as we've talked, discussed, it's been a roller coaster of a year um, and been completely distracted and all that. So uh, my spiritual goals for 2021 are, are the same as um, 2020. Because I feel like there's still some ground to make up um, I, or that I didn't make enough ground um, in the goals that I set for myself this year. So, um, you know, just being somewhat transparent, you know, one of the things that I wanted to grow in this year that I, I did grow in a little bit, but I want to continue in is, is being a little bit more consistent in praying on the weekend, which I know seems silly. And you guys know, uh, I shared this 
uh, fairly often in, in our men's group, but you know, uh, when it comes to the weekend, I think I take, I sometimes take, go into this mentality that it's, it can be uh, a time off of prayer um, when that's absolutely backwards and upside down. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I want to, and I've made ground this year um, and uh, in, in, in having my personal prayer time on the weekends, uh, but I want to continue that. Another goal, uh, spiritual goal I had uh, was becoming a, a better spiritual leader in my family, um, in my job, and in the community that I'm a part of. So I want to grow um, as a spiritual leader, and um, and actually, you know, as we just talked about um, in in the season we just concluded, uh, I want to be a shepherd who's shepherded. I want to be a man of authority who's also under authority and quick to recognize. Um, the sovereign authority that I'm under and quick to access that authority when I need it, um, when I'm out, <laughs> when, uh, when things seem uh, overwhelming. Um, and, and lastly, you know, it falls right under that is I, I want to be more uh, or quicker to seek the Lord's guidance and counsel um, in both big things and in small things um, and be more connected to the Lord. And not necessarily rely on my own wisdom and prudence, which is faulting and weak and fails all the time, um, but more like, Lord, what do you have to say about this thing, even if it's the smallest thing? Like, I want your wisdom and your prudence in this so that I can be a, a good leader in the ways that I've been called to. So those are my spiritual goals for 2021. Those are good goals, man. I don't know. I've... I've, I've also, I've experimented with different, I guess, like, quote unquote resolutions. And like in the past, I've broken them into categories. So I'll have like spiritual goals, uh, fitness goals, and like goals like hobbies, so like art and writing and things like that. Um, I haven't, I haven't thought a ton about completely like different goals for the new year, which is ironic because I'm the one that put this in as a question for this episode. <laughs> The one, I guess there are like two main things that come to mind. One of them is pretty specific, just finding a better plan for interceding for people and for things like I, I get very, throughout the course of a day, I get very easily distracted by things. So I kind of jump from one thing to the next. Um, and so because of that, over the past couple of years, I've gotten in the habit of like, if I think about something that I should be praying for, I'll say a quick prayer for it in the moment and then kind of move forward um, so that I'm actively trying to pray for things, but and doing it before I forget, basically, just kind of a fail safe approach, if anything else. But I want to make more time in my day for intercession. If like 2020 shown me anything, there's a lot of things I should be interceding for, some that relate directly to me and some that don't. Um, and just situations that like in interceding for and praying for, um, I want to be closer to God's heart for them and to kind of see how he sees those things, how he sees people. Um, so I'd be better aligned with who he is on the matter. So yeah, coming up with a plan for more structured and consistent intercession beyond just prayer and like reflecting on scripture and just praying about things that are right in front of me, but like finding something to build into my schedule in my life more concretely um, to yeah, seek who the Lord is on issues instead of being overwhelmed with like just how I see them and to kind of hold those things up to God and see if there's anything um, incorrect about that that he needs to, to fix. 
Um, so more robust intercession is one of them. And I think the other one's very vague, but I guess like find ways to make time for more life-giving things. Like uh, we've talked about work and work is work. Uh, I'm very thankful for the job that I have, but um, aside from that, finding time for things that are life-giving, like so, like this podcast or like different things that I pursue in my spare time that remind me of uh, more of who God is in a way that kind of works to balance out the noise, I guess, in my life and just the noise of just uh, various, not only responsibilities, but just things that are kind of bouncing around in my head at any given time. So seeking the Lord for, you know, in Philippians 4, he talks like whatever is good, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Like, how do I decrease the things in my life that distract from that and increase the things in my life that kind of put me more in that place? So the the things I could think of in preparation for this were just better intercession and finding the things that are life-giving and finding ways to make more time for them. Nice. Yeah, so sort of a, a combination of both, but also something different. Yeah, Charles, um, I honestly haven't, I also don't do like New Year's resolutions. I haven't done them for the past few years. Um, I've actually never found it all that helpful to tell myself this year is going to be somehow different from all the rest of the years. Um, I don't think about it in a healthy enough way where if I'm putting um, that much pressure on the course of the year, when I do um, fail to measure up to what it is I'm trying to accomplish, I then feel like the year is lost. I, I'll feel like my efforts are in vain and then I'll suddenly just scrap the plan and then I'll feel like I'm sort I'm disoriented, which may sound silly, but like it happens. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it happens to a lot of other people. So instead what I've been doing for years is frequently assessing myself and my circumstances. Um, like 2020 ain't over yet. And quite frankly, God doesn't owe me 2021. I could die in a car accident two days from now. So like my, what I need to do is just be like, I need to be concerned with today. If, if I haven't prayed the way that I want to pray today over the course of Sunday, well, Sunday still exists. We're still in Sunday. Pray. Like if, ultimately I'm, I'm more convinced now that it's like, if you want to do something, um, particularly if it's honoring to the Lord, just do it. If you have breath in your body, do it. Like God doesn't owe me anything. So what he's given me is obviously a gift. And so I, what I want God to form in me starting like from now on is this ability to keep moving when I feel discontent. Like uh, this year has been a year of a lot of discontent and I've struggled, if I'm being frank, I've struggled with God's sovereignty, the notion of God being um, in control. Um, and it, it's, it's something that has shaken me. It's something that's um, scared me. It's something that's made me uncomfortable. It's something that I haven't trusted. Um, and when I read the beauty that is the history of God working in human history, and when I look back on my own testimony, I find peace. But then when I look at my current circumstances, those things don't seem to add up. Um, and so I, I feel like I am very quickly disoriented in my relationship with God. And that's not a problem with him. That's a problem with me. And over the and I've been praying frequently and I'm going to continue to pray. Lord, train me out of that because I, I just, I am tired of, of feeling like I am, I get so twisted and thrown off um, by storms 
you know? And I know that's a very human thing to experience. I'm not at all like shaming myself for that, but I'm also like, I'm also aware that I'm a disciple and that I have God's spirit in me. And that means that there is power that I have access to. And so I want to be about um, that kind of change within me so that I'm not sitting around like the rest of the world that doesn't have its hope in Christ, behaving like them who don't have hope in Christ, because I do. And I, I want that to shape up more. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> It's a good word. Well, well. Preach on it. I see you. I see you. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, it's it's encouraging to be in a place, like conversations with you you both, but uh, just in general with Sandy and with friends to, yeah, have this kind of, whether they're New Year's resolutions or just like coming out of 2020 and like responding to what it reveals to us. Uh, to be able to have conversations that are along the lines of, well, what am I going to do with this? Like, what am I going to do? Knowing that I, a friend of mine uh, recently texted me about um, the book discussion group that we're in, and it's really a uh, lovely text about um, ways he felt encouraged. And he said something that's like stuck in the ever sense of the, just that God doesn't waste anything. Mm. Um, this notion that like God doesn't just, uh, like what is, uh, ooh, I'm going to, come off as a, is, is a fraud here. What is that verse about? Like, uh, it's talking, it's talking about like God's word and like everything that leaves from his mouth accomplishes what he desires. And then like returns to him, that God's word does not return to him void. I think is one of those, uh, scriptures and the idea that God doesn't waste anything for a lot of us. It's easy to think that, Oh, 2020 was kind of an off year, but it wasn't for God. He wasn't surprised um, by any of the things that happened as terrible as they are. He wasn't surprised by, the way that the pandemic revealed more of the state of the world to us. He uh, suffers with us in the things that we grieve, that we lost, and maybe the people that we've lost, but God is not shocked, and he is not taken aback and kind of gathering himself. He, um, in his sovereignty, is choosing to use it for um, his ultimate good and for his glory of the good of people, and so yeah, there, it's, there's something affirming after a, a, a trying year to be united with brothers and sisters and seeking out what that is um, and seeking out that good that the Lord is, has called us to. Yeah, all good stuff. So that, that transitions us into uh, a, a bit of admin regarding uh, at the well. So brothers, feel free to chime in if there's anything that I am misrepresenting <laughs> in, in regards to what comes next. Um, so the first thing actually relates to the past season that we just finished. So we just finished Who the She-Bears Ate, um, a wild and raucous season about trash children in scripture and failed spiritual leadership. And so Eli, at this point, it had been about a week or so before Eli posted this. Well, since Eli's posted this on social media, but we, in sharing about uh, these failed examples of spiritual leadership, want to hear about your stories of good spiritual leadership, you know, we're in a season as we transition from not as we go through Advent and transition to the new year. It's good to just reflect on the spiritual like shepherds and mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters in our lives. So we would love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms about uh, short, like a, a shepherd story about someone in your life who has led you closer to the Lord. Um, so there are details on our Instagram page, potentially on our Facebook page at some point. Um, about how to do this, but we would love to hear a sharing about someone who has been a shepherd to you and ways that they have pointed you closer to God um, through it. Um, you can address those, tag us in at the well so that we can see 
um, and hear and rejoice in you with the pe with the people who have, who have formed you. Um, and then tag more people. So tag people who you would also like to hear shepherd stories from. Our hope for this is that it would just become a massive web of just affirmation and encouragement and rejoicing in the people that God has put into our lives that we can all kind of share in that together. Um, so do that, share that with us. And then in a month's time, well, less than a month now, we are going to compile all the sharings that come in from our shepherd story challenge and we're going to put them in a hat and we're going to draw three names that will receive fabulous prizes from the three guys at the well so please share that with us for the edification of just everyone who who's our, who are who are listeners to this podcast but also because fabulous prizes and who doesn't love fabulous prizes um so that's the first bit of bit of admin uh the second one is that we're taking a bit of a break um not for too long but a bit of a break to kind of there's some other things i'll get to in a bit that we're working on here at the well that we want to have ready for the new year and a bit of just to kind of recharge our batteries um, from recording and to kind of plan some things ahead of time so that we can have our best foot forward um, with content and so we haven't settled on a date for when we'll return but it will be sometime probably in early february um, so we're not going away indefinitely we're not going away for months at a time. At some point, early to mid-February, we'll be back with our next season, season four of At The Well, which we've already decided on, but I'm gonna leave it out there as a little tease for you so you get excited. So in January, we will yeah, be taking a short break where we won't be weekly recordings, but drum roll, please. I don't know if you can hear my drum roll on my desk, but one thing that we are very excited for in January is that At The Well is starting a Patreon. Yes, we high fives all around. Charles is high fiving through the Zoom screens. There we go, there we go. Um, but yeah, we're starting a Patreon. And the reason behind this is that it's not, it's not because we're trying to get rich off this podcast. I feel, I feel like that's probably obvious, but it's worth saying. Um, it's generally because we, believe that we have something here that we want to share with as many people as possible and so we want to be able to put more resources into promoting um the kind of episodes that we're putting out every week we want to be able to put more into producing other content that will come along later we want to put into more resources into things that will hopefully help each of you engage with the word more like there's a there's a lot on our list that we want to do to be more, a be more, a more effective ministry, um, and so we're doing a Patreon to kind of help with that, to kind of cover things regarding promoting and building new resources and materials, and growing this listenership to reach more and more people who we really just want to reach with the joy of engaging with Scripture with brothers and sisters. Um, so, if this is something that has helped you, please consider uh, becoming a patron. We We'll have details on that shortly. There'll probably be another announcement for that. Uh, but that is something that comes in January along with our shepherding story. And our first Patreon season is a season on hope. So it's gonna be a four part series that we run throughout most of December that talks about hope. It's gonna be a combination of discussions that we've had as well as two talks that I recorded for a staff retreat for the mission mission uh, uh, the outreach that Charles works for 
So it's a four part series on hope as well as some other materials that will hopefully help you to digest the material and take it into prayer time, as well as a lot of other, a lot of other things that we're gonna be throwing on there that we think that you will enjoy, like sound checks, which I'll let Charles say a bit about that in a second. Um, but yeah, we'll start, we're starting a Patreon, expect a more formal announcement for that on our normal sites at thewell.podbean.com and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on social media. We're very excited and we we're looking forward to whatever God wants to do with this. So if you want a bit more exclusive content and you're interested in helping at the well grow, consider becoming a patron. I believe that's mostly it, Charles. You want to say a bit about the the sound checks, the the the, the content we've slowly been building over the last couple of months that is Patreon exclusive that you can look forward to if you if you join us. Yes, yeah. If you join, uh, if you become a patron and 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 uh, join us on the Patreon, you will have access to various sound checks. Uh, no, so this is the time right before we record each episode, where really I ensure that the technology is working, um, which kind of came out of necessity when we had to re-record one of our episodes because the technology didn't Freaking work. Freaking Nicodemus. Um, and. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but we have a lot of fun doing this, obviously. We have a lot of fun recording in the moment, but there's a lot of fun and some ridiculous conversations that happen before and after each episode. And I have those recorded um, and those will be, uh, a select number of those will be released. Um, and they are quite funny, um, quite ridiculous. And I think you will really enjoy them. Um, spanning from, really funny comical having joking with each other to what we call what do we call them um the oh, rants yeah. um <laughs> uh so there's a lot to look forward to both uh very serious content um that uh wrestle where we're wrestling with some of the stuff that has happened this year um to the absolute <laughs> yeah all, all of that and more uh coming soon to our patreon um but that is, that is all we've had time for from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for everyone who has listened with us for the past five months as we uh, take this thing that was a joke a couple of years ago and turn it into something that is one of the most life-giving and edifying parts of our weeks and something we have an immense fun planning for. Uh, we It makes our day to like talk to friends and people who have, have gotten something from this. So. Our hope and prayer is that you uh, continue to feel nourished by this in some sense and that it, it gets you into scripture. And yeah, from the three guys at the well, uh, thank you very, very much. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We will see you again soon right here at the well. <laughs>